All right. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, March 23rd of 2023 here. Looking ahead to a uh, single hockey game tonight, as well as a four-game NBA slate. So not a lot going on in the uh, daily DFS streets today, but, uh, you know, got some short slate NBA, plenty to talk about looking ahead to the weekend that got, you know, XFL, MMA, F1, NASCAR, you name it, uh, sports are going on. But for those of you who are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew, one of the coaches over here at SaberSims, the show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions. You can post questions live in the YouTube chat or in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you're not in our Discord, there's a link in the description below to get joined up. Highly recommend it as always. But that being said, going to get the app pulled up here. Uh, only one question to get us going today. I did have one housekeeping item from yesterday that came up. So Grayson asked a question about um, forcing a 2-1 stack in your lineups. I uh, displayed how to do that. Oh, we have a seven-game hockey slate? Why did I only see an individual showdown? Oh, weird. So, oh, okay, I get it. So, so the showdown is before the 11-game main slate. So the app is defaulting to the the first slate basically by time so just so you guys know you know if you guys run into an issue just like i ran into right here uh that that is just because the showdown slate starts first here so then you just have to toggle over to the main slate but thank you uh gm33 and safety i did not catch that but uh good 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 for everybody to know so appreciate you guys all right um getting back to grayson's question yesterday asked about forcing a 2-1 stack in NBA. So I, I, I looked into this because when I forced it, um, it was not showing properly. Basically what we did was we used this rule here, stack two players and one opposing. It looks like this. It's a stack, basic rule, stack exactly two with exactly one player on the opposing team uh, when this rule is active. So, so the problem basically is that for NBA, we do not treat uh, – 2-1 game stack is not listed as one of our stack types. So that was the issue there. So I'm just going to have this build up so we can reference it here. But if you go back to the home screen, uh, this is probably a better way to check this. Under stack types, go to stack types. Uh, there is no 2-1 stack for NBA that we like display. It's uh, We treat it differently than something like NFL where you might have, you know, uh, a two stack and a, and a bring back or something like that. Uh, so if you go over here to the stack types, you're going to see a bunch of two stacks, but you are not going to see a 2-1 listed here. However, if you were to go like spot check these, you will see that it is working correctly. So we have the Cavs here. So we have two players from the Cavs, one player from Brooklyn, and then um, that satisfies the stack for this lineup. And then uh, another 2-1 Cavs stack here. We have a, what is this one? This is two Orlandos with a person on the other side from the Knicks here. So the 2-1 rule is still being honored. You're just not able to uh, verify that as easily in the stack types just because of the way that we display it in the app. But long story short, the rule is working as intended, and this is exactly how you would do that. So 
Wanted to make sure I got back to Grayson on that one. But um, moving on here, uh, we do have we have one question in the Discord at the moment. If anybody has any questions, now is a great time to get them in. I am going to bring this one in the chat and we will talk about it a little bit. So AK Knowledge said, since SaberSim runs thousands of Sims and basketball tends to reach their projections more often, shouldn't SaberSim be a perfect tool for getting an edge for prop betting without paying extra? Shouldn't one be able to find the heavy outliers using the Sims? For example, more slash less than 0.5 steals and SaberSim shows players with 1.35 steals or fantasy score of 29 more slash less and SaberSim shows the players hitting 33 with all of the scripts SaberSim runs with. I would think it would be a reliable to, tool to use on, say, 0, 10 settings. Uh, so, you know, it's, I mean, <laughs> it, this is a tough question to answer. Uh, so we we do offer a prop plan, right? We, we have one. If you're on the pro plan, you have the ability to add the NBA props. They've been very successful to this point. Um, you know, the great thing about that is that, you know, you're, you're right. You could see some of the stats here, but you know, our, um, prop model is just more than looking at the stats here and then, uh, spitting out bets. Like it is, uh, taking it to the next step. And then I think uh, along with this, what you don't get is you don't get to calculate like the odds, you know, not every bet is plus 100, uh, you know, like a, like a 50-50 bet. There is VIG uh, bets are, you know, sometimes minus 150, sometimes minus, you know, 170, sometimes plus 130, right? So where is that line drawn? And and that all comes from, uh, you know, math calculations and uh, figuring out, you know, what is the probability that this event occurs? And then, you know, is our uh, are, is there edge in the line that these sites are posting? And then how much should you bet, right? That goes into like a whole Kelly formula, right? So along with simply just looking at the stats in the app and then blindly making a bet on any odds, uh, I would not recommend that to, to anybody regardless. You know, let's say that the line is 0.5 steals and we're showing 1.35 in the app, but you know, what what's the line? Is it like minus, minus 200? Is it, is it minus 160? And then Second is how how much should you wager on that individual event, right? So that those are things that we are taking into account when we are uh, analyzing the bets and figuring out which ones to post and which ones uh, do not meet our criteria to be able to post to our users. So I think that you know we are doing a lot more than just giving you the raw stats, and uh, we are doing all this you know bet place market analysis and trying to get you the absolute best bets for the strongest results, which is what we have done with our prop plan today. The prop plan is um, hovering just around like 40 positive units over a two month sample. I mean, the first day we posted was January 23rd. It is March 23rd. And so those are really strong results in just two months here. So really looking forward to what the prop plan can do uh, going forward. Uh, we're, we're hoping to have something for MLB. We might not have it right at the beginning of the season. You know, it might come out a little later like NBA did. But I think that NBA is probably in a spot where once NBA starts back up next season, we could probably have it uh, from the beginning of the season, from very early in the season, and make that process uh, go a lot further. So I would, uh, I would, I would trust the process and and not try to uh, 
take too much out of the detailed stats that you see here in the app. Grayson said, thanks, Andrew, for the follow-up. Yeah, man, happy uh, you were able to catch that. Uh, you know, that that's like one of the good things about posting in, in the Office Hours channel in Discord. If there is some type of follow-up, I can make sure to, you know, ping you or, or start a thread. So um, that, that that is one of the perks of like posting in there. But glad you're able to catch it. All right, uh, no questions at the moment. We are going to jump over to the NBA injury report for today. So if anybody has any questions, now's a great time to get them in. I know people are uh, still trickling in here. Viewer count is still going up. Hello, everybody. Happy Thursday. Uh, like to like to call it Friday Junior in, in my house. I don't know what what everybody else calls it. Uh, not not living in California, but uh, just just some West Coast vibes for you guys there. All right, uh, not a lot going on with this four game slate here. Mitch Rob, you know, in the first game of the night questionable uh you know his backup is hartenstein we can go over and see what the salaries look like here mitch rob is at 4600 and hartenstein is at 3700 so uh definitely could be some value at 3700 in DraftKings salary if he was to miss here uh i think jalen suggs has been out a couple games ben simmons has been out mark williams has been out um i don't know what this note on nick richards is but he has regularly been playing with mark williams out so i don't know if there's any like funny business going on with nick richards that would potentially cause him to miss uh we're not showing any like questionable status or anything in the app here he is projected for like 25 percent ownership here so probably a uh probably like a uh better value on like a four game slate i don't think it's going to be a high value slate at all here. You know, we're showing no values under six. So fairly like well-priced slate players are going to flock to, you know, the, the best medium value they can find. And uh, which is, you know, why we're seeing so much ownership on like Gordon Hayward, Cole Anthony, Nick Richards, etc. here, but not a lot going on in the NBA streets. Uh, so happy to talk about, you know, anything you guys got going on, anything you guys have questions about looking ahead to the weekend here let's see what we have going on i think we have like a 13 or 15 fight card 13 fight card for mma and what else do we have uh we have some nascar you know we got trucks xfinity cup race should be a fun weekend uh really been enjoying these nascar contests having a lot of fun with them uh tennis has been going on all week we've had the uh miami event uh they've been running some big contests ran satellites for a uh $20 like main GBP yesterday. So a lot of tennis, a lot of league, a lot of CSGO. Uh, XFL should be happening this weekend. Looks like we have a four-game slate starting Saturday. Usually they split this into two games, two games. I think XFL, there is a lot of edge with um, with with just like late swap probably. You know, these games are so spread out and they always happen over the weekend that I think you can do a lot of late swap Um analysis i mean i don't know what the right word to call it is uh but basically you know injury news is not super prevalent you do have to kind of go find it on the web a great place to find it is um at xfl underscore pr it is like the uh their public relations uh twitter account they post inactives like most accurately on that site i uh, haven't really are on that account haven't really seen it anywhere else but you know you can come in here you know an hour to every game lock and and uh make sure that 
everything is lining up correctly. Like that's that's what we're 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 making sure you that you know we are marking players out. Players are getting point projections where when they should be. Uh, those are getting redistributed. Like we are doing all of that. Uh, but you know my my point is that I don't think all the players in these contests are doing that much due diligence. Uh, then that gives you some ideas about you know where to late swap how to late swap so if you're playing xfl i would always make sure to come back like an hour before each game lock uh just because you know we don't really know so much about questionables or who's going to be out or who's going to be um in and, and some of that information will come out like an hour to lock so that gives you a good opportunity do some late swap take advantage of some inactives and then make sure you are getting the best plays in there and then you know with the games being so spread out you can kind of like, I mean, this 10 a.m. game, you know, you'll probably know the outcome before this uh, St. Louis Vegas game starts. And then, you know, do you want to make any adjustments from there? How are your exposures looking, et cetera, to like the best high scoring plays to the worst plays, et cetera. So I think XFL, a lot of late swap opportunity there, which Eric broke down in our XFL video. Uh, if you come over to our YouTube channel, go to playlists, go to, did we put it under? Okay, so so it's in the NFL channel here. Crush the XFL DFS lobby with SaberSim's play-by-play simulations. Uh, this this might be just a uh, video that Jordan did. I don't remember if it was like a pro-exclusive video or not, but basically, uh, I think it was, Jordan interviewed Eric, uh, one of our data scientists, who basically built the XFL model, and uh, they, they went over the XFL model in depth about, you know, um, places to try and add value, et cetera. One of the great reasons to be on the pro plan is the pro exclusive content and uh, a lot of great uh, ideas and thoughts and theory in those videos. All right. Demetrius said, can you go over NHL settings for tonight's slate? What are some good lineup rules? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I have dabbled in NHL in, you know, uh, more, more recently, I'm not like an avid NHL player. So I think I'm probably the person per, perfect person to talk to when it comes to like basic uh, NHL uh, roster construction and in theory. So if you talk to somebody like Scott, Scott is super sharp. Scott is uh, making adjustments to projections and to teams based on, you know, long, long-term uh, NHL prowess and just, just playing uh, for, for a long time. And, and he really knows his ins and outs. Me, I'm, I'm not somebody like that. I'm somebody who um, is is newer to NHL DFS. So so basically what I'm trying to say is the, the, the more knowledgeable you are, the less restrictive you have to be because you know what you're looking for. You know what looks off. You know what doesn't, right? But if, if, if that's not who you are, uh, I think these two rules that I have personally ran by Scott and gotten feedback from him on uh, are good rules to start with. So basically what I do is set a rule to have at least two players from the same even strength line and then two players from the same power play line. I'm just trying to guarantee and capitalize on the correlation in my lineups uh, to make sure that I'm getting it in, in every single lineup without me having to do too much spot checking here. And um, but I'm, but I'm not making the stacks stacks super heavy either. I'm just pushing the builder towards two players from two different lines and uh, letting the builder kind of work from there. So something I also do uh, by forcing in this correlation, what I will do is I will lower the correlation slider. So like, let's say, you know, I'm playing like 150 max, 10 to 50 K entrance. I might come in here and like chop this correlation slider in half 
or, you know, maybe drop it down like two ticks or something like that. Just because I'm already forcing it in, I don't need these like ultra correlated uh, lineups where where we are almost like overdoing the correlation, right? So uh, I would say, you know, be aware of like some of those trade-offs. What Scott talks about that he does is like he comes in and sets a rule to basically just have two players um, from the same, th- like, two correlated players in a lineup like that's it and then he really trusts the builder he he, you know he's building every day really understands what it's doing so he's able to like go and then see what that uh outcome is and he's happy with it me no not in my skill set so i'm setting these two little more restrictive rules little more straightforward rules uh but i do think that these are two good rules that you could start an nhl process with get familiar and then kind of build from there but i think as a baseline um, I, I use those rules and I would suggest that, uh, if you're newer, I think that is a good place to start. All right. Uh, good question. Demetrius looks like we had a follow-up here from AK knowledge and AK said, thanks, Andrew. My last question on this was just, if you think zero 10 would be set good settings, uh, if experimenting with price picks and using the Sims to make those bets or using defaults at a certain range, I've been using the highest exposure player and trying to make bets around those players. Um, so I would, um, probably, okay. So if you want to like use some of this, you know, statistical information that you see on the home screen for like price picks bets and stuff, I, I would really just focus on what you see here in the home screen. So what this information is, is it is a, basically it, those are the means that these players score for each individual stat across the entire set of simulation. So, so basically, um, you know, Jared Allen, uh, if we were to add up every single point projection that he scores in all our Sims and, you know, take the, the mean of that, he scores on average 36.37 points. Same for his summary statistics, right? So we're saying that, let me just scroll over here. We're saying that he gets, you know, on average, 14.4 actual points in the game, uh, shoots 5.89 two-pointers, 0.03 three-pointers, you know, 12.3 rebounds across that entire uh, simulation database. I would use these values here if you want to experiment with something like that, uh, just because, you know, this is over a long, a larger sample size, right? So, like, the law of large numbers says uh, the, the more instances you do something, the closer it gets to the theoretical mean. So, you know, the bigger sample that you're working with, uh, these are really the values that you want to use. I don't really think that, you know, running a 0-10 build and seeing what the highest exposures are, uh, that just tells you, you know, who is a good fantasy play, right? Uh, If you're looking for information on stats, you know, this is where to get it in the home screen. But by running a 0-10 build, you're basically, uh, you're taking single game sims, right? But you don't know what the outcomes in those sims are and it's super random because we might have a database of like 10,000 sims and then you're building say 500 lineups uh you're you're only taking a small subset of those sims in the database and then you don't know what the stats those players are getting in those sims so so i would really caution you from doing that and then if you if you want to experiment with any data i would experiment with just the summary statistics that you see in the home screen here uh, AK said, okay, because I have been running the Sims and then add 
to view the rebounds, steals, points, et cetera, columns, but do those stay the same as the first step then? Yes. Okay, good good point here. So basically what he's saying he's doing is that he is running uh, a build, and then he is using this edit exposure columns and then adding in like some of these summary statistics, like rebounds, like assists, et cetera. This is going to be a direct reflection of what is in the home screen. This is not going to be um, something different. So we can like spot check this, right? So if we add in assists here, let's add in assists and steals. So by adding assists and steals here, so Jared Allen has 1.48 assists and 0.82 steals. So then if we go back to the home screen here, he has 1.48 assists and 0.82 steals on average. So, so the summary statistics that you are adding in the post-built edit exposure columns, these are not from the, the set of Sims that you pulled. So like, say you're building 500 lineups on zero 10 settings. Uh, these are not the summary stats from those 500 lineups. These are just basically like reference columns for you to like go back and, and uh, not have to toggle back and forth between what is in the home screen. So sorry about like any confusion there. I, I do think that's like kind of a cool idea is like being able to add in, you know, summary, some of these statistics and then see how the player did across the Sims that you pulled from. So, so I, I, I do like the thought process there. Um, I'm going to note that down as a, uh, a feature request here for uh, Sim summary stats post build. I think that's like a super cool idea. But I, I do think that uh, bigger sample size is your best friend when it comes to like doing um, statistical analysis. So the the more sims that you can pull data from, the better. So the home screen is going to be your best friend. All right. Like I said, thanks for the clarification. I never take the time to double check that. Appreciate it. And then that would be an awesome feature. Yeah, no, I think that would be like a really cool feature, right? It's like, uh, how, how, how did this player do in my 500 sims, right? I think that like, you could do that, you know, how many minutes does this guy play in, in my 500 Sims, you know, how many, how many, uh, uh, fantasy points that he score. So I think all of that is like really, really cool and intuitive. So I did make a note. I will, uh, write that down and take that back to the team. All right. So Joe said yesterday, I asked what settings would you use if you wanted to build for the best props and you said, get the pro plan and add the pro plan. What if I want to use the Sims instead uh, what settings will you use? Yeah, so Sojo, you know, I, I kind of just answered AK's question directly on that. Uh, you know, the too long didn't read of it was that, uh, you know, you don't really want to do that. I, I wouldn't suggest that because uh, something that we talked about was, you know, it really comes down to what are the lines, uh, you know, it, the bets that you're placing are not going to be, you know, plus 100, minus 100. Uh, what is the VIG on those lines? You know, is it minus 173? Uh, is it minus 200? What is the cutoff point? Like, those are all things that are worked into our models and that we are taking into account behind the scenes. And then on top of that, you know, what, uh, that's where like Kelly Criterion comes into play. Like, how much should you bet on that wager? You know, what are your, uh, what's the win probability and all of those things? So that all of that is taken into our prop betting model. So I, I really wouldn't suggest uh, blindly making bets based on the stats that you see here in the app, but just, just, just my uh, thoughts and some words of caution prop plan has been very successful and I would uh, recommend checking it out. 
All right, everybody. Uh, those are our last questions at the moment. Uh, we have already done a run through of the NBA injury report. So not a lot of questions today. Uh, if you guys are building lineups throughout the day, which I'm sure all of you are, uh, and something pops in your head about, you know, the app or just like a thought about, uh, you know, what do you think about this or like some game theory type of thing, just drop it in the office hours channel, let it sit there. And then we will get back to it on the next show. We do the show Monday through Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern, plenty of time to answer your guys' questions. And then that just gives us a steady queue of questions to get rolling as people, you know, trickle in and, and start to viewing and get those uh, thoughts and ideas in their head. So would appreciate that for anybody building lineups, drop those questions in the channel. And until tomorrow, I will see you. Take care and good luck.